in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries. One group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka. Each week, we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30-year milestone. Whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home, we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986. I am your host, John Reed, and you're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Citizens. Is there a podcast wheelchair or a podcast walker I can there, start using? There probably is. 
I embarrassingly I twisted my ankle on the Wii Fit this last week while playing it with the kids. You so did I, not. I think I need the podcast walker. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Is it like a walker from Walking Dead? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it helps you, but then it's it also an undead, tries to eat it's you. It's an undead walker right. that it, it, offers assistance. It helps you walk better by trying to eat you, so it encourages you to keep going. That's motivational. I mm-hmm. like that. It's you know, motivate through fear, much like Batman. You see, notice that segue. Oh, very nice. Wait, yeah. you're on a segue now. I'm on a segue now because I couldn't walk. So, uh, but we are episode number sixty of the Thirty Something Movie Podcast: Man versus God, the Last Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. We're going to get into either tearing this movie apart or talking about why we loved it. Or both. Or tearing this movie apart. <laughs> Some of us, yeah, I don't know, we liked it. Yeah, I mean, there were parts I think that we all enjoyed. Yeah. It wasn't an awful movie the no. way that critics have right. portrayed it to be. But Don't don't believe everything. What is it? Is that Batman's, Bruce Wayne's line to uh, Clark? Don't believe everything you hear? Or something like that. When something they're, like they're, that, yeah. they're kind of debating with each other at the party. Um, all right, so real quick, we spoil the events of all the movies we talk about, so if you have not seen, in particular, Batman vs. Superman, but we may bring up other movies that uh, have come out lately um, and compare them to this one, so we do spoil the heck out of movies, so if you have not seen, in particular, Batman vs. Superman, and we might mention something in comparison with like The Force Awakens or something like that, so again, whatever rock you live under, I'm, I'm talking about like character deaths. Oh, okay. So we may mention that. I wasn't sure where you were going with so, that. Yeah. I was yes. trying to find the connection between Star Wars and We're trying to find, there Star were Wars Ewoks, there were Ewoks in Batman vs. Superman. There was everything in Batman I was going to say, really, you could have <laughs> stuck some in somewhere you <laughs> wouldn't have It was in a dream sequence. Um, <clears throat> so again, if you have not seen Batman vs. Superman, if you have not seen Man of Steel, I don't know what rock you're under, but if you haven't seen Force Awakens, if you have never seen a movie before, you may want to go see these movies first and then come back and take a listen. Um, but... Otherwise, we may help you decide if you want to go see the movie or not, but we will definitely be spoiling the whole thing. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, please. Don't be a stingy critic, much like the people who have reviewed Give Batman us all four Superman. stars. It's five stars. Five, five stars. Five, five stars. Give us all six. Five. Give us six stars. Give us the extra sixth one, just in case something happens to one of the five. Take your, do your five-star review, and then on your computer, take a Sharpie and draw in... Extra a, stars extra are good. star on your computer monitor. We want the extras. We totally promise that it will not inflate our egos more than they already are. Um, so I am joined today by my co-hosts, uh, Jeff. Hello. Hello, Jeff. Bo is here. Hey, hello. And Dennis is... Dennis? Dennis. Dennis! Mm, Dennis. Bueller, Dennis. Yeah, he's kind of become our Bueller. Matooch. Yeah. Dennis. He's All supposed right. to be here. He's supposed to be here, but once again, he's not. So he may show up at some point. So if you happen to hear, I'm not adding in like sound effects of a door opening and Dennis walking in. He will actually be walking in late. So uh, he will be here, I'm sure. We tried shortly. to wait. Yeah, we're not waiting anymore. Uh, we love you, Dennis. Or the other guys love you. <laughs> I'm, I'm hovering. I'm on the fence. You're neutral. I'm, John I'm, tolerates I'm, you. I'm trying to stay neutral. I tolerate you. I exist. I understand that you exist. We'll put it that way. We're back. Here's the news. All the news that's new and approved by the U.S. Army, the sweetest smelling army in the world. <laughs> Oh, I don't have too much other new movie news other than to say that The Force Awakens comes out on digital download this Friday. It uh, comes out on Blu-ray DVD on Tuesday, are April we going 5th. Out, are we going out to lunch next Tuesday to go get it? Uh, or did you already yeah. order it? I haven't ordered it yet. Okay. Because yeah, I actually, actually want to like pick it up and have it in my hand. Because yeah. Nora, my daughter Nora, has not seen the movie yet. So I've already promised. I'm like, I'm going to get home as early as I can on Tuesday. 
we're gonna like order a pizza and pop some popcorn and we're watching this movie. So she's kind of pumped. I might come over. (laughs) Come on over. We'll have a party. Um, And apparently, if you're one of the six people that have a 3D TV and 3D Blu-rays, they will be releasing that later in the year. Right on. So why? Why do you need a 3D TV? Uh, There are six people that have one. See, I'd like to have one. Would you? Because I think once in a while it would be awesome. Okay. But they never got to a price point where I was okay with it. It's like the curved TVs. I still don't get the curved TVs. Oh, I want one of those. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a, I'll just what settle the, for a 4K TV. Well, and that's wow. the, yeah. the reality of it is I'm going to end up, I'm never going to get a curved TV because I'm never going to want to pay the premium. And I still don't understand. You have enough I curves would, as, as it is, my friend. Well, yeah, that right. And they are luscious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I would We're going to start offering t-shirts, the 30-something movie podcast, luscious t-shirts. Luscious curves. We're gonna well, I want is a 4K curved TV because it, the theory behind it is very sound. Like I love the idea of that immersive mm-hmm. experience, but I don't think I'm ever gonna. Bring you don't have to sit ridiculously close <laughs> for it to. Oh, I'm bringing the music. Um, Sorry. You don't have to sit ridiculously close to actually get the curved effect. Yeah, that's the theory. Okay, all right. I've yeah, never seen one other than at Costco. So. Well, exactly. That's the thing. I okay. know the. I and, know that, and they're up high, so it's not like I can right. stand there for an I, hour. I understand and watch the a movie theory behind them. You're just mm-hmm. not trying. They have those ladders. Go get they one of those steps ladders. things. That's true. And That's true. I, I tried the could, forklift the one time. Or if you could rent they, a curve, they didn't TV appreciate at Aaron's and just to try it. And see oh, if that it might be kind of cool. Yeah, that might be worth it. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> so we are gonna. We'll actually get going right now with Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh, so if you're gonna go out and pick up The Force Awakens, it is digital download on April 1st. That is this Friday, and Blu-ray DVD on April 5th. That is this coming Tuesday. So if you're gonna go pick that up, go pick it up. Uh, support the uh, support Star Wars because they need they need financial help. Right. We got to keep this little uh, this little train going. Yeah, I hear Disney is hurting. They're struggling. Mm-hmm. Speaking of digital Lucas downloads, Lucasfilm's having a rough time. Um, we should probably do this with the full group, but what does everyone think of the possibility of movies at home when they're in the theater and see for that's, fifty dollars? So, that's why so you should listen. That's why to you our should podcast. listen to your own podcast because we one. talked about that last time. Mm. <laughs> Never mind. Bo doesn't listen to podcasts he's on. That was last week. Give I know. Me... <laughs> okay, you had, you you had a whole week to listen to. I did have a whole week as a spring break, but <laughs> disappointed. Hey, we, I'm not even angry. I'm just disappointed. It's a busy spring break, man. Who are you telling? <laughs> I'm well aware. You I were was, out of town. I was busy doing part nothing. Of the week. <laughs> Actually, I went to C2E2. That was a lot of fun. I was helping my money recirculate in Las Vegas. Right. Well done. Thank you. I was helping my money recirculate at the comic book show. <laughs> there you go. Thank you both for stimulating the Anything economy. from C2E2 you want to talk about? Oh, my. That was awesome. Before we, um, before we dive into Bivis Dodge. Bivis Dodge. Um, C2, and you've been to C2E2. I have. Okay. Bo, not this time. I have not. I keep thinking I should go, but it, yeah, it's always time. on bad weekends for me. This year was particularly weird. It was a month early. Mm-hmm. Usually it's in late April. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw that it was going to be a month early, I'm like, why? And then I looked at it, and I'm like, it's the first weekend of our spring break. Well, and I made a tactical error this year. Mm-hmm. My wife was out of town Sunday night, Monday, and Tuesday. Okay. So I couldn't. Because we had to get her ready to go out of town, mm-hmm. just, so I couldn't go. No. But if she, had, if it had been the following weekend, mm-hmm. I would have been all over. Well, so you're in luck. So next year, it's going back to the end of April. Excellent. Ah, that's better. I'm assuming there was maybe something at McCormick Place. See, we live in Chicago, and that's where C2E2 is. Um, and it's at McCormick Place, the convention center. I'm assuming there was some big thing at McCormick Place that maybe 
ousted C2E2 from that weekend, Could so be. that's why they had to move it a month up. Um, but that was Sharon's other thing. She said, well, if it's on Easter weekend, we're not going. Because mm-hmm. Sunday is the kids' day, and we're like, we're not going on Easter. I'm like, I don't think they would do... They might. Yeah, they would do whatever But I don't know that gives they them. would do that on Easter. And um, Thankfully, it's the week after Easter, so mm-hmm. we're, we're all good. So what, um, what are some things that you came across at like C2E2? I, you know, this time in particular, actually, I met a few uh, fellow podcasters. Um, there Hello, is, fellow podcasters. Fellow podcasters. I met Dave from a podcast called the 80s Reboot Overdrive. Dave's not here and they do, Dave is not here right now. Um, but they do like they do a lot of 80s stuff. Like we're we're in particular like you know we stick in a year and we're like we're 86. Yeah, I saw, movies I saw and, him on the Twitter. There's a lot yeah. of on the a, Twitter. They do a, a lot, lot of stuff. Yeah, so a lot of posts. They are, and what's kind of interesting right now is they're going through in their main podcast, the the 80s Reboot Overdrive. They're going through and doing a series on actors of the 80s. So they did um, you know Robert Downey Jr. And they talked about his movies in the 80s. And then they just did Diane Lane. Um, and I'm trying to remember. That's the last one, the, the last couple that I've listened to of that series. And then they've got one, another podcast um, that does like 80s music. And they kind of go through that. And they had another one recently where they had one of they were talking about 80s toys. Um, he had an interview that he did um, with, uh, I'm, I'm blanking out on the guy's name, from Comic Book Men. He was at C2E2. Oh, yeah. Yes. Him. Yes, him. I know who you're talking about. I can't yeah. think of his name either. Yeah, I know. Okay, we're, we're bad. We are horrible podcasters because we blank out on names. Um, but they did an interview with him and talked to him for a little bit while he was at C2E2. So, um, you know, talked to Dave for a little bit and um, then to, saw some other people from a couple of other podcasts, um, kind of talked to them for a little bit and got to meet some of the artists. Actually, there was a graphic novel that I purchased um, called The 80s Undead. And I want to read that and maybe do a show on it because it's a graphic novel. The guy did the graphic novel, um, and it's like it's a zombie story, but it brings in like every '80s cliche and movie reference that you could possibly think of. Hmm. So, like, I, I want to read this, and I bought a copy of it, and I want to read this, and, and maybe talk about it on the show sometime if we get a chance to. Um, a lot of cool stuff. I just I like to walk through, and you know, this time I think I talked to some of the artists more. Usually, I kind of just walk through and, and check out the art, and and I didn't get I I didn't get as much of a chance to go through the artist alley area okay. as I wanted to. Um, like, totally bummed about getting stuff autographed this time. Like most times, I'm I'm there early enough that I can jump in right away. Like Dan Jurgens, yeah. Superman writer and artist. Um, or you get someone to do it for you. I was the... Th- well, right. Or you get... Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Um, I actually heard... Well, segue here. Or not segue. That's more of like a tangent. Um, Mark Wade and Alex Ross are going to be at uh, Art Balthazar's uh, comic book store. Um, doing a signing. Awesome. Yeah. Doing a <laughs> signing at the end of... I'll look it up. End of April or beginning of May, maybe? Okay. Yeah, so they're actually both together going to be there doing a signing at his store Jeez. in Skokie, Illinois. I'll, I'll send you the... Maybe I'll put that up on our, on our website. Our website, by the way, 30podcast.com, so we can, we'll put that information up there. And Let's do it. Take a look. Um, but yeah, so Friday um, Friday was the teacher day, so I went and I like went to some of the panels that they had on educational stuff and, and then um, you know checked out the, all the stuff on the floor and the artists. And then uh, Saturday, I took my brother and his girlfriend... Um, and they dressed up as uh, his girlfriend was uh, Muldoon from Jurassic Park, and my brother had a dinosaur costume on with his master's hood uh, and uh, graduation cap, 
and he was the clever girl. Um, oh, God. The, somebody asked him if he was a thesaurus, but he was a clever girl. That's even better. <laughs> a thesaurus rex. Right. And then what was funny was they found another guy dressed as Muldoon, and he was riding around in a, um, uh, a little Power Wheels that he had converted into a Jurassic Park Jeep. <laughs> Which it was funny. When you looked under the Jurassic Park stuff, it was like a pink Barbie Power Wheels. But he had, awesome. it all, he had it all decorated, so it looked like the Jurassic Park Jeeps. And then Sunday is the kids' day where they do a whole bunch of kids' stuff, and so we took the whole family. The whole family was dressed as Star Wars characters and um, even got my wife and my mother-in-law to dress as Star Wars characters, and so we had a lot of fun. So it's a lot of fun, um, and it's really not that expensive. Like, compared to some of the other shows, yeah. tickets are like $35. Um, $35 for adults when we went on the Sunday. I think the kids' tickets are maybe 15 um, if you're a teacher or librarian, then you can get a $35 ticket, $35 ticket that lets you in the whole weekend, which is what I do. Um, yeah, but no, it's it. I always have fun, and this year in particular, I think I, f I felt like I had a chance to actually talk to more people, and I was seeing people that I recognized from other years, and so well, I would stop them, and if I was taking a picture of people in costumes, I'd be like, oh, hey, you were the people last year that did this costume, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, so you actually start to get to know people even though you only see them once a year, but, um, no, it's a really cool show. So if, if anybody listening is anywhere near Chicago or you get a chance to come to C2E2 or any of these other shows like that, um, it's nice, and I think it's, it's small enough, it's not small by any means, but it's small enough not to be the craziness of a San Diego Comic-Con or a New York Comic-Con, but it's big enough that when I go all three days, there are still things I haven't seen by the end of those three days. So like I'm, I'm always at some point, I'm like, I wish I had maybe like another half a day or so. Are you um, going to do Wizard World in August? You know what? I, I thought about going back. That was actually the first convention I ever went to, mm -hmm. um, was Wizard World. And I liked it. I think I got a little ticked off because I had bought a subscription to Wizard Magazine to get free tickets to go to Wizard World. And three months later, they, like Wizard World Magazine stopped. And so I was like, Where, where's the rest of my subscription? And they're like, well, you got free tickets, so be happy with it. <laughs> well, then forget it, I'm not. <laughs> so I was a little put off by it, and I don't know, I, C2E2 I think is a much more well-organized show than Well, from what I remember, Wizard World, Wizard World started to go pretty downhill. Yeah. And it, but it was the only thing like it in the area, right. so. And they, I heard did, of, they didn't care too much. And then C2E2 came in, right. forcing Wizard World to either really up their game, or, up their game yeah. and, and reinvent itself or close up shop altogether. Yeah. And from what I heard, they've really turned it around. Turned and it's, around. it's a stronger event now. Because the one year I was there, and one of the first years I went to C2E2, is a lot of the artists and some of the other people were complaining about Wizard World. They were like, no, nah, it's they are not as kind to mm -hmm. the artists and other people as C2E2 is or as some of these other shows are. They're really not, like, they don't cater to them at all. Like, they don't. Last time I went to Wizard World, I met Michael Madsen. Oh, nice. Who was my favorite of the Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And then I met Trisha Helfer. Oh, nice. Which was <laughs> a very, it was well worth the wait in that line. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. She and was I've, a very sweet woman. And I've still never done. Very kind. I've met it very gentle. Um, I have her autograph on a comic that and I, I hope I can hang up in my house one day. I still have not done any of the like celebrity autographs. Like I haven't brought myself to pay for the celebrity autographs. If I can go get a free autograph from Those were both one free. of the comic artists. Oh, they were free? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, Michael Madsen was doing something with a comic at the time. Okay. 
he was in a comic book or his oh, likeness nice. or something. He was involved in the comic book, so he was doing a signing. And then Trisha Hoffer was it was you know when BSG was doing its thing. Mm-hmm. So it was it was another free nice. appearance. So long lines, but yeah, well worth it. Some of the stuff. I mean, some of the stuff at he still hasn't sh- washed his hand. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, would you? <laughs> For those not able to see what just happened, <laughs> Jeff took his unwashed hand and tried to stick it in Bo's face. Um, oh, and he succeeded. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, <and then laughs> getting, anyway. I'm getting visions of like mall rats now. <laughs> oh, dear. You guys want a pretzel? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. Yes. Right, so anyway, what okay. were you saying? <laughs> um, I, and there were there were just some things that were just kind of sad at C. In particular, the professional wrestlers, old. like the old professional yeah. wrestlers. They had honky, trying, they trying had, to be relevant. They had Honky Tonk Man. Was Virgil there? They had no. Oh. Um, they had Virgil. Honky Tonk Man. They had um, oh shoot, um, Sergeant Slaughter. Nice. They had oh there were there were two or three more. Um, Shoot, I'm gonna forget which was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah, I think or he was. Was, gonna was do he that. there? Okay. There were like four professional wrestlers, nobody waiting in line at their oh. tables to get their autographs. Well, they're not relevant and at all. Nobody knows who these people are. Nobody knows are. who they are anymore. And so they, you see these guys, and I'm looking at him going, oh, I used to watch that guy on TV, and he's just like sitting there playing Candy Crush or something on his phone because nobody's coming up for an autograph. And so I, I met Virgil. Oh, you did? On a bus in Pittsburgh. Nice. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> He's just sitting there, riding the bus. We were on our way to a Pirates-Cubs game. Introduced himself. Told us all about him. So nice. We weren't sure who he was. Mm-hmm. So he kept telling us. My brother in the background is texting his buddy, who knows wrestling mm-hmm. a lot better than we do. Yeah. Confirmed it was the right guy and everything. I was like, okay, right on. Nice. It was pretty funny. Nice guy. So, yeah. And the, the one thing, and I think I might have, if I didn't put a picture up, um, I actually got a whole bunch of people checking out our Instagram uh, account that we have for the podcast. Excellent. Um, because I was I was taking some pictures at C2E2 and posting it up there, so we got a whole nice. bunch of people checking that out. Um, the one thing that I was really happy about that I got, and I might have taken a picture, and if I didn't, I'll, I'll put one up, um, was there was a table that was doing metal statues made out of things like bike chains and screws and nuts and bolts, and, and the statue I got was a... Was it maybe like a seven-inch, eight-inch tall uh, alien from the movie nice. Alien? So, so very, very happy with that. So, the, I may get a predator next year. Speaking of random podcast notes, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk about something you've already talked about, but mm-hmm. have you mentioned this? Uh, I have not seen that. So, oh. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller is one of the Millennium Park uh, free movies this year. Nice. The Ferris Bueller Day is June twenty-first. Okay. I think that's the only one of our movies that, that they're doing. was on the list. But okay. I'll double check real quick right now. But that list came out early last week, early week before maybe. Okay. I was kind of excited. Last thing, and then we'll get into our Batman Superman stuff. Yeah, the reason um, we're here. If you well, yeah. Um, if you are, if you're somebody who lives near the uh, north side of Chicago, or you're you know willing to drive places, um, there is a library that's up here. I think it was the Northbrook Library uh, in Northbrook, Illinois, or Shermer, Illinois, if you want to call it by its former name and fictional name, um, who is doing a ton of '80s stuff. 
over the next few weeks or so. I think April is they're just doing a ton of programming at their library that's 80s, like 80s trivia, 80s movie nights, uh, 80s movie discussions, um, oh, just a ton of stuff. I think they're having like an 80s video game party. And, um, and I think all the events are free. You just have to sign up on their uh, calendar on their library website. But I'm pretty sure it was Northbrook. I'll check that and I'll put that up on our website too. Um, but if you live on the north side of Chicago, um, that is, what is that, probably about 30 miles north of the city? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Well, 30, 30 miles north of the city. We're about 45 out here. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, let's dive on into Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, or as some people are calling it, Bivis Dodge. Uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice came out on March 25th, 2016, was rated PG-13, much to Pat's surprise. He left the theater thinking it was rated R, but... Um, we'll maybe explain why here in a little bit. The director of this one was Zack Snyder. He's done 300, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, and Man of Steel. Producers for this one, Charles Roven, did 12 Monkeys, the Nolan Batman trilogy, Man of Steel, American Hustle, and nearly all of the upcoming DC movies. Uh, Deborah Snyder, who is Zack Snyder's wife, is also one of the producers. She did 300, Watchmen, Man of Steel, and nearly all the upcoming DC movies. The writers for this one were Chris Terrio, who did Argo, uh, and his upcoming projects include Justice League's Parts 1 and 2. And David S. Goyer, uh, who did The Crow, City of Angels, Dark City, Blade 1 through 3, the Nolan Batman trilogy, Man of Steel, Constantine the TV show, and The Sandman. Um, which, we don't know what's going on with The Sandman anymore. No, we don't. So, very sad. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, costume designer Michael Wilkinson. I bring that up because it's a superhero movie and costumes are important. Uh, Michael Wilkinson did 300, Watchmen, Terminator Salvation, Tron Legacy, Man of Steel, and American Hustle. Um, I will also mention, because it always gets mentioned, that Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. And can I just say, for those of you that may be comic book fans out there, very happy that Bill Finger is finally getting... Finally. Finally getting... Finally getting the recognition some attention he deserves. Recognition. Because Bob Kane stole his thunder for many, many, many years. Um, music by Junkie XL, who, if you're curious, his real name is Tom Hulkenborg. Um, slightly less I mean, intimidating is not the right word that I'm looking for here. But, um, yeah, so let's just go with Junkie XL because that sounds better. Uh, did the music for 300 Rise of an Empire, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Mad Max Fury Road, Deadpool, and the upcoming Godzilla 2. Uh, also for the music was Hans Zimmer, did Days of Thunder, The Lion King, Gladiator, Pearl Harbor, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the, Curse of the Black Pearl, The Dark Knight, and Inception. The budget for this one was Those roughly... Those movies all suck. I've no good at all. Um, the budget for this one was roughly $250 million. The box office as of today, uh, when I looked it up, was roughly $424 million worldwide, $166.1 million for the weekend. Ben Affleck played Bruce Wayne Batman. He has also been in uh, some movies here and there. Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Goodwill Hunting, Armageddon, Dogma, Pearl Harbor, Daredevil, Argo, and Gone Girl. Henry Cavill was Clark Kent Superman. Did The Count of Monte Cristo. A wonderful, wonderful movie if you've never seen it. Uh, Stardust, the TV show The Tudors. Uh, Immortals, Man of Steel, and The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Amy Adams was Lois Lane. She was in Smallville. Uh, Enchanted, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, Julia and Julia, The Muppets, Man of Steel, and American Hustle. She was in Smallville? Yeah, that was actually one of the very first things she was in. She was in the episode where like, she had to eat people in order to keep herself alive. Vaguely remember that. She had, like, the whole idea was that she was, and she was not heavy at all, but she played somebody who was heavier, so it was like an eating disorder power. It was like one of the very first episodes of Smallville. Hmm. It was in, I want to say it was in the first season. 
where they had like the freak of the week All right. type thing going on. Oddly enough, the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in this movie uh, was also in Smallville for several episodes. So a lot I was of, in this movie of, for several minutes. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get to that. Jesse Eisenberg played um, some character that had the name Lex Luthor. Um, sorry. We'll, we'll, in, we'll, we'll get I, to that, too. I'm inserting Editorializing my, already, I'm, I editorializing see. Editorializing already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was in The Village, Zombieland, The Social Network, and Now You See Me. Diane Lane was Martha Kent. Uh, the Outsiders, Judge Dredd, The Perfect Storm, Unfaithful, Man of Steel, and Inside Out. Lawrence Fishburne was Perry White. He was in Apocalypse Now, Death Wish 2, The Color Purple, Pee-wee's Playhouse, Othello, Event Horizon, The Matrix, and Man of Steel. Jeremy Irons was Alfred Pennyworth. He was in Dead Ringers, The Lion King, Die Hard with a Vengeance, The Man in the Iron Mask, and The Borgias. Holly Hunter was Senator Finch. She was in Raising Arizona, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Piano, The Incredibles. Uh, okay, so my understanding is this is how you pronounce her name. Gal Gadot was Diana Prince Wonder Woman. She was in the Fast and the Furious movies and in the upcoming Wonder Woman movie. Uh, Tail Akamoto played Mercy Graves, the assistant to the guy whose name was Lex Luthor. Um, she was in The Wolverine, the TV show Hannibal, and the TV show The Man in the High Castle. Uh, Lauren Cohen was Martha Wayne. Um, she was in Chuck, The Vampire Diaries, and How do you know that Dead. name? Hmm? How do you know that name? I still want to know how Batman's safe word is mommy. <laughs> That's, that's, that'll come up it's, in the later film. Well, well, yeah. It's a deleted scene. That's why the movie, why the deleted scene movie is rated R. Um, Michael Shannon played General Zod or Zod's corpse. Finest performance of it. I hope he wins an Oscar for like best corpse. That'd be nice. That'd be awesome. I mean, they need, they need new, new categories to say relevant. Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> although he was very white looking, so I don't know if he's going to get by in the Oscars. Um, Michael Shannon was in Groundhog Day at Pearl Harbor, Newport South, which, by the way, was filmed. Worst movie ever. Worst movie ever, but filmed. At the Brainerd Building of Libertyville Community High School District 128. Thank you, which is where you and I went to high school. Yep, where okay. we met, actually. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I know. This is really sweet. sweet. Why are you hugging each other? Memories. You know. we're, we're not hugging each other, we're just that big. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, just, wow. We, we happen to be sitting a few feet apart, but it looks like it we're hugging each other. It looks like we're hugging all the time. <laughs> Sorry, that was just stretching. Um, he was also in uh, Michael Shannon. We're back well, to talking about him. Plus. The, all right, who was okay. he in Newport South? Because now you have me intrigued. I didn't make I that connection. I want to say he was one of the teachers. Holy crap, i got to look all that right. up. Time to, you look it up. I'll finish, yeah, I'll finish doing this. You look it up. Okay. He was also in Vanilla Sky, Man of Steel, and Boardwalk Empire. Michael Cassidy, Jimmy Olsen was in Smallville, Argo, and a TV show called Men at Work. Um, Wait, Jimmy Olsen was in this movie? Jim, yes. Um, and the cast keeps going. Rebecca nice if he had an introduction of some kind. Well, <laughs> wouldn't it have been? But I digest. Uh, always. Always. Rebecca Buller uh, played Jenny, who everybody thought was Jenny Olsen in the last movie, but apparently not. Well, maybe she could be. She's keeping the memory alive. Uh, she was in Man of Steel. Uh, Harry Lennox was Swanwick. Uh, he was in ER, The Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, Ray, Dollhouse, Man of Steel, and The Blacklist. Kevin Costner showed up as a ghost in this one. Uh, Jonathan Kent, he was in The Untouchables, Field of Dreams, Dances with Wolves, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Man of Steel. Uh, Ray Fisher played Victor Stone or Cyborg for a few seconds there. Uh, he's in the upcoming Justice League Part 1 and Cyborg. Justice League Part 1 coming out in 2017, Cyborg coming out in 2020. Ezra Miller played Barry Allen the Flash. 
He's been in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Trainwreck, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and the upcoming Justice League Part 1 in 2017 and The Flash in 2018. Jason Momoa was Arthur Curry Aquaman. He's been in Baywatch, Stargate Atlantis, Conan the Barbarian, Game of Thrones, and the upcoming Justice League Part 1 and Aquaman coming out in 2018. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan will play Thomas Wayne. He's been in Supernatural, Watchmen, Grey's Anatomy, Red Dawn, the 2012 movie, The Good Wife, and will be in the season finale this year of The Walking Dead as the character of Negan, which I'm kind of excited for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still don't know how they're going to do him on a TV show. And a lot of bleeping. A lot of bleeping. Uh, a lot of bleeping. And a baseball bat. Lucille. Oh, uh, Lucille, the vampire bat. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of vampires, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 29%. Ouch. Mm. Uh, if you look at top critics, it gave it a 26%, so that's even worse. Um, the audience gave this one a 72%, so a bit of a difference. Um, Siskel and Ebert, mm, we can't, they're dead. So no reviews from them, as far as we know. Uh, although there might have been a review somewhere in a dream sequence in this movie, but it'll be in a deleted scene that they'll release later. Uh, no awards for this one yet. Um, and based on the reviews, there's not likely to be any. <laughs> they still do the Razzies. This one might get some Razzies based some on Razzies. the reviews. Although I talked to my students today about the fact that it's it's disjointed because all of the reviews were so bad, and yet it broke records for the month of March. Right. For like actual ticket sales. And yeah, that, like so. it's it it set a new record for the month for the month of, for any March release ever. Yeah. So I, you know, it's how can it do that if it's the worst movie ever made according to a lot of the mm-hmm. reviews that were written? It'd be interesting to see what happens next weekend. Will right. it maintain a number one spot, or is it just going to swan dive? Yeah. All right. So our summary for the hi Dennis. Hey Dennis, how's it going? <laughs> how you doing? Dennis has actually been how here the doing? whole time. Yeah, we I fooled you guys. I didn't know what to say. I was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you're just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you're still pondering. Um, All right, so I pulled this from IMDb, uh, the summary for the movie. Fearing the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world wrestles with what kind of a hero it really needs. With Batman and Superman fighting each other, a new threat, Doomsday, is created by Lex Luthor. It's up to Superman and Batman to set aside the differences, along with Wonder Woman to stop Lex Luthor and Doomsday from destroying Metropolis. Uh, So let's take a listen to the trailer audio, and we will be back in just a moment. Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the bat vigilante in Gotham? Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the laws. Oh, hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien. You could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City and me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Wayne meets Clark Kent. 
I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. You know the oldest lie in America, Senator? That power can be innocent. You're gonna go to war. That son of a bitch brought the war to us. You know you can't win this. It's suicide. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. It's time you learn what it means to be a man. Stay down! If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Man won't kill God. The devil will do it. What have you done? with you. I thought yours was you. Okay. That so was some good trailer audio. Awesome trailer audio. Outside, <clears throat> like coming out of one speaker. Yeah, well, you're just gonna have to... <laughs> that trailer audio may have actually been better than the movie. Um... Ooh. <laughs> Are you surprised I would say that? Yeah. No, see, I like the movie. Okay. Right. I'm still going to tear it apart, but I like the movie. Okay, go oh, yeah. See, okay, so then we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah, okay. I think okay. we're all kind of on the same oh, page. Oh, no, I love the movie. Okay. I'm, but I'm going to tear it apart. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys just start, really? Well, we've, yeah, been, we've been talking, talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Other <laughs> randomness has happened. It's, it's been a half hour of everything <laughs> else. You know, if you show up else. on time to these things. <laughs> so the kids at the end, were they bullied or were they... Uh, for, do the boys get it? Oh, sorry, never-ending story. Are you Inception? <laughs> never-ending story. He's insulting this podcast into never-ending story. Well, mm. Pat can't go on this, Pat. Mm. Pat. Yo. Here we, I hit the table in Pat's honor. There we go. Okay, good. Delete that out. Okay. Or not. Um, or not. I don't edit anything. Um, all right, so a little bit of background on this one. It was announced at San Diego Comic-Con in 2013, originally planned for release in July 2015. The release date was moved to May 6, 2016, but moved again to March 25, 2016. If um, that wasn't a red flag. Right. Well, Warner Brothers said they did not move the film away from the May 2016 release date because of competition with Captain America Civil War, uh -huh. but I call shenanigans. Mm. Um, due to advanced ticket sales, they are predicting that the film will make at least $1 billion. Mm. But hey, you know what? There are Transformers movies that sucked and have made a billion dollars, so maybe this one can too. Fair enough. Um, Henry Cavill apparently likes to work out. He reportedly doubled his muscle mass for this film as he kept up his training regimen even between filming Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Um, it would have been nice if we could Me have too. seen him on screen. <laughs> you kept up your training regimen? Yep. It's the same one you've been doing for Sounds like John just wants to see him on screen. Sounds like John just wants to see the man shirtless. That's hey, what I'm hearing. I don't know about you guys. No, there's a reason I like there's a reason I like Man of Steel better than this movie. Mm -hmm. It's the oil oil rig scene. Let's, let's just set fire to everything. Um, 
you made me forget where I was. Oh, no. yeah. Henry it's Cavill our fault. Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill made me forget <laughs> where I was. <laughs> Henry, if you're listening. Not mowing your lawn. Stop. <laughs> you can come you can come home. You can come on my come on my, my lawn. It's, it's it's really it's really no, never mind. <laughs> you wanted to clean your pool too? Sure, that'd be nice. Are, they, are these euphemisms? I'm confused. <laughs> you're confused. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, we were fine until Dennis walked in the room. I know. Yeah, right. We've been talking for Dennis 37 minutes. Henry, we yeah, just started well, the Dennis, movie. Dennis walked in and everything all fell apart. Um, all right. So originally when he took on this movie. Reputation is here. You want Henry to put it all together for you. Well, hey. Um, Warner Brothers warned Ben Affleck to stay off the internet to avoid reading reactions to his casting as Batman. In an attempt to help, they showed him negative comments that had been directed at previous superhero casting announcements. Then apparently he went on the internet, saw some of the comments, and then stayed off the internet after that. Um, this movie was actually in development. So in we've two- now told the internet that Ben Affleck is staying off of it. Pretty much. Okay, just checking. Yeah. So internet, there you go. Um, this movie was in development in 2001, uh, and originally they had Wolfgang Peterson directing the movie, which, going back to your never-ending story comment, um, who, he directed Das Boot, never-ending story, Enemy Mine, Air Force One, Troy. Um, the story apparently had Joker killing Bruce Wayne's fiance. Uh, the subsequent response and his attempts to track down the Joker led him to Metropolis, where Superman got involved and the two would battle to decide the ultimate fate of Joker. Um, this is why you can see a poster of Batman Superman in the movie I Am Legend from 2007, because they were developing the story even back then, but obviously it's changed in the years since. Originally for this one, Warner Brothers wanted Tom Hanks to play Lex Luthor. Uh, Timothy Dalton was considered for the part of Alfred, and Ben Affleck was originally offered to direct the movie Man of Steel. The Batman suit is the first in film to be made from cloth, not armor. Um, The idea was to show that Batman didn't need armor, that his power, quote, comes from his incredible physical strength and fighting skills, according to the costume designer Michael Wilkinson. Superman's suit has also been slightly updated and altered to be brighter in color than his Man of Steel suit. The blue is a little bit brighter, and the yellow in the S has been replaced with gold. Also brighter in color than his personality. That is also true. I would venture that they made it the Batman suit cloth so it would contrast even more from the big metal one they had to put him in for a few minutes. That is also true. Just saying. Uh, ben Affleck has also played Superman uh, when he played George Reeves in the 2006 movie Hollywood Land. Great movie. Um, he is the fir- It is a great movie. He is the first actor to portray both Superman and Batman. And apparently an ultimate edition cut of the film is going to be available on the DVD Blu-ray, streaming formats, and will be R-rated due to additional violence. All right. So, should we just start off with... Let's start positive. What would you like about this movie? Jeremy Irons is an interesting take on Alfred. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was fantastic. The little little moment that they had showed some fun stuff that we might have for Justice League. Mm -hmm. I thought she was with you. Right. Maybe there's some comedy there. And supposedly Justice League is going to be lighter in tone... Then, well, that I mean, would be hard to do. It, it has to be lighter. <laughs> Anything is lighter in tone than Batman. Yeah. Superman, but uh, what else? I think we talked about it a little earlier, but I think Ben Affleck played a very good Superman. Super God, Batman. Bless it, Batman. <laughs> and then it's your fault for saying he played both. I blame John. And then when he did that scene with the wax on and the wax <laughs> off, you, was, yeah, I knew that, that was, was great. coming. <laughs> But no, I, I think he's the wax. You know, wax on, wax off. Uh, look, Adrian, I, I waxed the car. <laughs> I think he impressed me as we Batman. Love you. We I love wasn't. You, I think part of it is I wasn't 
looking for much from him. I wasn't all that thrilled when I heard The bar was low. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. But I think he, he did well. I, I liked his um, I liked his Bruce Wayne. Um, I just I don't know I don't know if I buy the older Batman yet. I think that's my problem. I like I don't know. And, and, and I know, well, actually, should we stick with we'll stick with stick with likes. Stick with your questions. Okay, yeah. Um, soundtrack was <laughs> like actually I didn't think it was bad. Like it was it was um, what's his name who did it? Um, it was Hans Zimmer and Hans Zimmer, Chucky yeah. XL. Yeah. Um, I like Wonder Woman, the casting of her. I didn't necessarily like the writing in the story about how I felt it was too commercialish. Um, your lights, not your dislikes. I know, I, gotta, I, gotta, <laughs> I just got to keep bringing it back, man. It's gonna bring, uh, I, I did like, um, I, I, I know this might be, I, I liked um, um, Jesse Eisenberg. I, I actually did. I thought he was, I mean, again, we had this conversation as Lex Luthor. No, I liked him as the villain. I liked him as the guy. I don't know if he fit my persona of Lex Luthor yeah. the way that was. But I still, I, like we even said, I think I liked, I, I seen, I thought there was potential where if you had to go with a fourth Dark Knight movie. Mm. I loved him as the Riddler. I think he could have been either the Riddler or he could have been even pulled off a possible Joker if you had to. Oh, I if thought you about had the Riddler. To. That's good. Well, I think he could have pulled off the Joker in the last with couple of days. In the last couple of days. Nothing would touch Heath Ledger, understandably. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you had a second place, I think in the end you could have done it. So yeah. I, I was okay with this. What has come out in the last couple of days is that Jesse Eisenberg originally auditioned for a cameo role in this movie. And people have kind of pieced it together to where originally the Joker and the Riddler were supposed to have cameo roles in this movie. Mm-hmm. People don't think it was the Joker because Jared Leto got that part. Yeah. Um, so people think that he actually auditioned for the part of the Riddler, and they saw his performance, and they're like, oh, you know, well, we've really been wanting to kind of reimagine Lex Luthor. We love your performance. Let's take that, and let's have that be Lex Luthor. So that, when I'm sitting in the movie going, he really seems like the Riddler. He doesn't seem like Lex yeah. Luthor. That now explains okay. why I felt that way, and like they actually maybe originally were trying to cast him as the Riddler, but decided to go with a much bigger part. But, again, and they just we're, didn't we're, tell him that. The Riddler and, they just and Lex are two, right. actually two separate characters. Right. The Riddler thinks his name is Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. So just go with that, and that's your performance. But I like st- it better now. But we're still on likes, so. Yeah. Anything else you liked? It's hard. Like, like I, it's hard because I, I want to say that I like the movie, mm-hmm. but I'm having a hard time saying things that I specifically like, really like. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I like going to the movie. I like watching it. It wasn't like, oh, don't go see this movie. But I, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect example of how I felt after the movie. Mm-hmm. It was like I liked it, but what did I really like about it? Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm stuck. I, that's about the two. I think Jesse Eisenberg's performance and Wonder Woman and the soundtrack were the three things that stood out. Okay. And I wasn't I wasn't as displeased with Ben Affleck as Batman as I thought he was going to be either. I do have some qualms about the Bruce Wayne piece, but that's mm-hmm. our negatives. So. Okay. Jeff, what'd you like? And that could be more the writing. Um, I, there are certain story elements that I liked. I, I, I'm glad that they took some risks. Um, jumping to a really big spoiler, I'm glad that they that they did the death of Superman because you know they introduced Doomsday. If you're going to stick with canon, you have to you, you have to follow that all the way through, and you have to have Superman sacrificing himself for the betterment of society. I'm glad they did that. 
and I thought it worked. Um, now, we all know he's going to be coming back. I hope they don't do the four personalities like they did in the comics. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I like that they took that risk with the story. Um, you know, and I liked the idea of the conflict between Batman and Superman because the whole thing is who's going to be able to emerge as the leader of the Justice League? That was the competition. It wasn't who's stronger. It wasn't who's smarter. It wasn't who, you know, who's the better superhero. It's who's going to be victorious in becoming the leader of this upcoming group. So, I mean, I, just, I, I liked certain story elements and how those played out. I also had issues with how some of the story elements played out or lack of explanation for a lot of the things. And I, I liked Ben Affleck's uh, Batman. I liked the older, a little bit more slow, a little bit more gritty Batman. You know, coming out, almost coming out of retirement for the purpose of having to stand up to Superman. All right. I like, and I, I like some other nods to other things. Okay. Uh, Robin's costume in the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Although that was really... A lot of Easter eggs in this Yeah. Movie. Some were... Ironically coming che- out Easter weekend. <laughs> some of them were pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like there was some line about 1938. Right. Which... When Perry's yeah. yelling at Clark. Yeah. It's not 1938 anymore. Yeah, I kind of rolled yeah. my eyes on that one. But... Yeah, I just... I appreciated all those... All those nods. And I liked the introduction to the other future members of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I like that Lex had a file on all of them, mm-hmm. and he's been you know doing his research. And that are we still on likes? Because I have a weird. We're still on likes. Because we're still likes. I haven't done mine yet, so you go ahead and do. Are you? No, no. I, yeah, I wanted to comment on the file, but it's not a like, so I'll wait. Oh, okay, we'll wait for that. <laughs> we'll tell. Don't worry, we'll get there. Did you like Ben Affleck shirtless? Cause, well, because John like well, John's John, the John only like one Henry I'm trying to remember if he also, was. Like, I have no idea. John keeps a catalog of these things. I don't. He has a file on Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. Okay. So I have, and again, we got to stay the likes here. So I really like the movie. I love the Batman Superman fight. I thought that was great. Um, I, I loved the... Part of what I loved about the movie was the build-up to the two of them fighting and Batman's approach to how am I going to stop this god, this, this creature? How am I going to do that? Um, I liked that. I liked, um, I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, I thought his Bruce Wayne was good. I, there are other Bruce Wayne's, other actors that have done Bruce Wayne better, but I did like his Batman. Um, I liked the Batmobile. I thought that was kind of a nice mix between the tumbler from the last ones and a regular car. Um, what else did I like? Let's stick with likes. Um, Why did we like yeah. this movie? We're all struggling with coming I, up with <clears throat> likes what for I, the movie. What I we like said we actually we enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I like that they were being ambitious, and I like, the, and I know that you know, Bo, you've kind of said this before, and I know that we'll probably get into this. That 
in a lot of ways we kind of feel like they're copying Marvel because they're coming in late to the game and um, who was it that made the Jurassic Park comment? Was Jeff, was that you? Um, we're talking about the line from Jurassic Park with how, yeah, the, when, how that relates to yeah, what when, DC when is Malcolm doing. is talking uh, to Hammond about, you know, your scientist, you know, stood on the, on, on the shoulders of, of those that did the work, mm-hmm. but they didn't take any responsibility for that work. I feel like DC is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're they're standing on the shoulders of Marvel, but Marvel has done the work before giving us Avengers. Mm-hmm. DC is going right to the group dynamic without having done the work that Marvel did. Mm-hmm. That's a way just to catch up. Yeah. Which I see that, and I see as a as a business model that probably makes a lot of sense because then you could save money by you know riding on somebody else's coattails. The part where I do appreciate that I think DC is trying to do something different. I, I'm not going to say yet whether it's being whether it's successful or not, but I think what they are trying to do differently is, and this is the way I've always felt about the DC characters versus the Marvel characters. Marvel has almost always been more realistic. Granted, these are people with superpowers and you know guys that have metal claws that come out of their hand, but they've always tried to be a little bit more grounded in reality, and their stories have been more grounded in reality. Like they take place in New York, whereas you know DC has fictional cities like Metropolis and Gotham, and um, and to me, I've always seen the DC characters, particularly the Justice League, as being more mythological than the Marvel characters. The Marvel characters are more in the like. We're in real life, like we're dealing with real Earth issues, and whereas the DC characters are more of these mythological gods, and so what I see the ambition of this movie being is that it's trying to be an opera, that is, and and in many ways, opera is very exaggerated, and it's very you know the scope of it all is sometimes loud, and sometimes that doesn't help it, um, but at least it's got a very grand scope to it, and. And the characters are meant to be these godlike mythological characters. And I feel like that's what DC's trying to do. And I feel like it was ambitious. And I feel like some of the stuff they did were some fairly bold choices. And I'm not saying that they all worked. And that I, you know, that, they, that I thought they did them all successfully. But in a way, they're trying to do that differently than Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that part I kind of appreciated that they're, it's a different take on the characters. You know, Marvels are more grounded in these are not... Well, Thor is an alien, but you know, I know they're just—they're—they're they're more godlike. They're on a grander scale. They're more legendary Marvel. than the. No, I think DC, DC is like the more okay. legendary DC. mythological. Batman's DC, right? Batman's DC. Yeah. yeah, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League are all DC, and then Marvels, yeah. X Men, yeah. Avengers, all that. Um, you know, so I've and I've always kind of felt that way about the different characters, that these were more the larger than life characters in DC. Marvel, you know, maybe you could see these people really existing, like an Iron Man, somebody building a suit, or a Captain America, or a Hawkeye, or a Black Widow, Widow, or somebody like that. Um, what else did I like? I liked Wonder Woman. I thought that was awesome. I wished we had not seen her in any of the trailers. Like, I wish that we would have just gone. A better reveal. Because the, yeah. the, the friend that was sitting next to me is one of the people that we teach with. The friend sitting next to me in the theater, at one point when she's at the party and she sees Bruce Wayne, this person turns to me and goes, I bet that's Batgirl. And, and I, like, without even batting an eyelash, I'm like, no, that's Wonder Woman. And the friend sitting next to me is like, oh, my God, like, really loud in the theater. I'm like, shh, shh, just calm down. I'm like, it, don't worry about it. And then when that finally came later in the movie, when she dove in front of Batman with her shield up, then you know the music starts up, that heavy metal guitar riff that started up. Like that, I thought was really, really cool. 
would have rather had seen that happen in the movie as a surprise, yeah, and not seen it in the movie trailers. Um, but I thought she knew, was. I thought she was probably one of the better characters in the movie. We mm-hmm. all knew who the casting was, so even if you saw her, you might have known. Right. I, I mean, I think general audiences. I, I didn't. I didn't really know what uh, Gal Gadot looked like, other than oh, I did a other than seeing. I looked her up. But other than seeing, <laughs> see, I'm like John, who's picturing Henry Cavill with his shirt off. Maybe I have a file yeah. on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all well and good, but I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever. So even at the. Uh, at the first party scene, I didn't know that that was mm-hmm. her. I didn't know that that was Wonder Woman. Right. So once I, I pieced it together, I mm-hmm. think the second party scene, Yeah. I was like, okay, that's who that's going to be. Yeah. But well, I've been pretty good with, and we've talked about this even going back to the Star Wars, I've been pretty good at avoiding all trailers. Mm-hmm. I despise trailers now for the mm-hmm. most part. Like I'm like, yeah, you get excited, there's a trailer. But then I don't even want to see it. Like I maybe see it once, then I want to see it again. Because so I kind of caught my like, oh, I want. I especially when I go, I know I'm going to see this movie. Once I know I'm going to see a movie, do you feel trailers just reveal too much? Now? They reveal. <laughs> they've been doing that forever. But it's like, well, no, I'm just curious. Yeah, as I do that. I think they we've do. We've never yes. talked about this. Oh, yeah, I, I think they do. I didn't know that you. I think that trailers. overall, I do. I I have more recently. Um, I forgot what movie it was that really kind of did it for me. Where I was like. I think which one it was, but uh, but like Star Wars, because then mm-hmm. the trailers came out for that, and I intentionally didn't. I, like, I saw one, and I go to myself. I said, I know that I'm going to see this in a theater. If I've reached that conclusion, I know that I'm going to go see this no matter what. I don't want to see another trailer. I don't want to see an interview. I don't want to read about it. I want to go in. Mm-hmm. I agree and completely. I, and it, so for me, Wonder Woman was a surprise. So I got the experience okay. what you wish you would have mm-hmm. probably. Um, I didn't know right away, and then I started put it, piecing it together. And then when I saw the old picture, mm-hmm. then obviously that's when I knew, you know, like. Yeah. But I was like, up to that point, I wasn't really sure who she was. I didn't read about it before. I didn't look, you know, I didn't look mm-hmm. anything up. And I was like, okay, good choice, number one. <laughs> so I did like that. And I, and I, my problem with 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 uh, I talked about the one with Mizuka earlier was it just felt a little too much of a commercial. I understand that's what they're doing to promote the movie mm-hmm. in the future, but I think they could have written her in even a little bit better. I like, like I think they did it early on mm-hmm. and I think they could have, I have an issue with the fight scene where it was like, they all know, and we're doing spoilers, we've already yeah. done that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That Spoil they need the kryptonite, they, they need that, you know, they need that mm-hmm. to kill them, to kill the, the what's it called? The, Doomsday. Doomsday. Doomsday, all right. To kill Doomsday, they know, they know that that's what they gotta get. But they all decide to go, hey, let's have a battle over here. Knock the heck out of it anyway. Even though we know that we can't kill it without kryptonite. See, I would have rather all seen them trying to get to the kryptonite and this doomsday thing stopping them and battling them along the way. And they keep fighting to get to the, where is it, where is it, where is it? Instead, they're like, let's go and fight this thing, even though we know we have no chance of winning because we're just going to showcase for Wonder Woman and showcase for the next movie or whatever. Just glorify special effects is what I kind of felt like was happening there. So the, the battle seemed like it didn't have a purpose because you're fighting somebody that you know you can't beat without that object and only you know mm-hmm. what's her name's out there getting it she's the one it. that ditched it so she's the only one that knows where it is exactly but they could have still been all they knew that that was that there was somewhere out there superman knew that it was there. but they didn't superman know it. knew about it they did but he didn't know and where they it was. both knew about it because they didn't know exactly where it was right. but my point was they you know but at the beginning of the fight they didn't know that they needed the kryptonite to stop him I thought they, they didn't know no, that. No, halfway through, they kind of realized, and they even said, I think Wonder Woman might have said, the more energy we throw at it, like it's feeding off of yeah, our energy, the point. more energy we throw at it, but that's like halfway yeah. through the fight. And then they said that, that was, half, was it halfway through I the fight? I think it was about halfway through the fight. 
It was a good portion of the way through. I feel like it was then pretty early on at the beginning. Like, I don't know, I thought it was earlier on. Because then it seemed like then all of a sudden she's like, I bought other things from other. Mm-hmm. I thought that line came after. I'd have to see it. Maybe I, if you saw yeah. it twice, you might be right. But um, but I just felt like then it went on with, like, why are you battling this thing knowing knowing that you know that you can't beat it? Right. I, I just remember that at some point they say that, and then they still go on and keep doing that. Yeah. You don't think that that battle was a distraction so someone could... No, Superman could go. They get didn't know the... that Lois Lane was doing that. They okay. didn't. I don't think. I'm they just playing that. doubles advocate. Yeah, no, and I get that. Yeah, I no, I, I felt like it was. I, I just felt there was a little bit too much of the glorification of these special effects again, and mm-hmm. they they did things right, and that's why I think ultimately I said I enjoyed it and I liked it, but I think that there was some writing holes, like like we're like the big moment for me. I'm sorry, is the Martha moment. Mm-hmm. Like I think I agree. I think they did a nice a nicer job building up this. You know, he's got to stop Superman and Batman. Why does he hate him so? You know, and, and then he just wants to destroy him. And and then it just felt like I say the name Martha, and all Martha's of a sudden it's like Martha, what did you say the name? And all of a sudden it's like we're friends now. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that felt cheesy. You just spent an hour and a half of developing why he hates him and why he needs to do this. And and I think we were talking about if I would have wrote that in, and I'm not saying it would have mm-hmm. been perfect, but. I would have had Superman almost pacifist, like, kind of like just taking a beating. Then, then fine. Just taking a beating from Batman mm-hmm. saying, dude, you're fighting the wrong guy. Yeah. If you, I'm not if you feel enemy. like you need to kill me, then, yes. then go right And away. then occasionally getting frustrated and maybe whacking Batman, mm-hmm. but then trying to bring it back and talk to him again and getting like, dude, this is not the fight. There was an and, article and There should online. have been more of that, more of that. And then maybe Martha's the, the mm-hmm. linchpin that finally does it for him. But it just seemed like they're just bam, 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 bam. Martha, oh, hey, we're friends. It just felt mm-hmm. too quick for me that you just spent an hour and a half building it up and that he had this deep, if we're supposed to buy into this deep hate of the bitter, older Batman, now all of a sudden, how did it just go away like that? And all of a sudden, yeah, it's my friend. There was an article online that made a, a funny comment about the fact that the whole thing hinges upon both of their moms being named Martha. Yeah. And it was like if Superman's mom name, mom's name was Janet, yeah. the, no, world, exactly. the world would be screwed. Exactly. There you go. And that's what I'm saying. So there was no, that shouldn't have been Save a convincing. Janet. What? That, no, bam, you're dead. And that's, that's a perfect, I think, point, though, is that yeah. does make logical sense. So to me, points the hole in the writing there is that you can't believe, it's hard for me to believe that he hated him so much that he could turn that quickly just because of the name Martha. Like, yeah. either that or he's even more, like, I don't know, just, I don't know, I messed up, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we, we veered off a little bit you from our likes, somebody wants to kick story. my butt now, I'm just going to start, I'm just going to call it Martha. Right, see what happens. It's, it's now the new uncle. Right? It's a new uncle, yeah. It's the new yeah. uncle. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> Rachel. Where's Rachel? Wrong movie. <laughs> Um, And that's almost, it reminded me a little of that, too. (laughs) Like, Rachel. (laughs) How do you know that name? Hey, everybody, your host, John Reed. I'm going to jump in really quick here. We ended up talking for about two hours about Batman v Superman, and we still didn't finish uh, everything we wanted to say. So I'm sure you're going to hear more from us in the future. What we decided to do with this one is to split it up into two episodes. So you are going to be getting Batman v Superman Part 1. Um, coming out either very late Tuesday night or early on Wednesday. And then Batman v Superman Part 2, we're either going to come out Wednesday night uh, or sometime on Thursday. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can go to our new website, 30podcast.com. That's got all the different ways you can keep in touch with us. Uh, Suggest movies for us to take a look at. Uh, Find our Twitter feed, email us, like us on Facebook, all that other fun stuff. Again, if you could please go ahead and go over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, Good, bad, ugly, we don't care. We want to hear from you, and we want to hear how we're doing and if uh, how you're enjoying the show. So either 
get a hold of us through email or give us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, next time around, like I said, in a couple of days, maybe a day or so, we'll be bringing you Batman v Superman Part 2. Next week, we'll be taking a look at Short Circuit, so we'll see you back here on Wednesday for that one. <laughs>